Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Booster Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. Welcome back. I'm excited you're here. The podcast continues to grow. Thank you so much for your support and your listens and your reviews and sharing it with other boutique owners. My heart is so full because 2020 has seen massive growth in the podcast. You know, we have over a hundred episodes. I couldn't even tell you how many we have at this point. It's hours and hours of work for me, my team. And at the end of the day, I'm just so glad to know that what I am here talking about is truly making a difference in your business, in your life. And hopefully that ripple effect is felt with your family, with your customers, with your friends. My goal really is to not only look at your boutique, but look at your life because as Michael Scott from The Office always says, business is always personal. He's totally right. And if you're an Office fan, I kind of want to do a whole episode about the wisdom of The Office and Michael Scott because honestly, There is so many beautiful tidbits in there that seem like they're a joke and they're totally not. Anyway, that's for another day. Today, I have another one of my beautiful mastermind clients here on the podcast. I'm finding that you guys are loving listening to their stories, and these women are just so incredible. They're truly leaders in the boutique community, and I don't think a lot of people know about them because they are so busy in their boutique business. And, you know, at the end of the day, I want to share as many stories as I can along with tips and tricks because I do feel like, you know, boutique owners that I've worked with for a longer period of time, they understand what I teach, they've implemented what I teach, and they're out there doing the work, showing up, testing things, trying things. They are really in the thick of it with you who is listening. So today I have Kelly Ackerland. She is a super cool mom of four and she left a direct selling company to start her own boutique last year. And she's going to talk about that transition. So I stay here because here's what I'll tell you. She's going to talk a lot about what she did to start off for success how the transition went, whether or not you are in the process of leaving, you've left recently, you're thinking about leaving, or listen, if you never did a direct selling company, Kelly's going to give you some great tips on this episode. So stay tuned. I can't wait for you to hear all she has to offer. This is a great interview. So here we go. Enjoy. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Booster Beauty Podcast. I am so excited to be here. 
<laughs> well, I would love for you to just start out by introducing yourself and telling a little bit of your backstory. Like, how did you get to start a boutique? I would love to. My name is Kelly Ackerland. I'm from Fargo, North Dakota. Everyone can hear it in my accent, I'm sure. And no, I do not live my life like the movie Fargo. So we'll just put that out there. My husband and I have four boys ranging in age from 18. He just went off to college. Break my heart a thousand times. We have a 10-year-old who is in fourth grade. And then we have twin five-year-olds, soon to be six, who are in kindergarten, which is just crazy to me. I found my way into the boutique world through a friend, actually through a direct sales company, Agnes and Dora. She was on social media posting really cute clothes. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, what's she doing? So I connected with her and joined. I never intended on joining a clothing direct sales company, but I did. I was with them for just under three years and did really well. At the same time, I was raising this family um, and I was working full-time in the corporate world. So three years in, I was like, you know, the company was kind of going a different direction and I was seeing some of my friends from Agnes and Dora start their own boutiques and I thought, well, pfft, I can do that. Easy peasy. So I started September 26th of last year, 2019. I just celebrated my first year on my own. It's been a blur of amazingness and fun, probably some tears and really hard work along the way. But one of the best things I can tell you is I was able to quit my full-time job. And so I am full-time shop owner, full-time mom, and I have just been loving it. Minus all the things going on with, you know, COVID and my kids not being in school full time. But hey, it's all working. You started with Agnes and Dora when the twins were like one or two? Yeah. They were little. Let me do the math. So I would have started in 2016. Yeah, they were two. Whoa. They were two. So you saw it as a way to make extra money and it was fun and you could do something other than just be a mom. Yeah, I I think if I remember correctly, I remember sitting in bed talking to my husband about it, talking about the cost of the kit and really basically the main focus that we had was will you be able to make enough money to recover what we're putting into the kit? And like that was I mean that was the first goal, which seems so silly now to think about. But we had no idea what would happen. I think I joined like at the right time because I started a Facebook group from complete scratch. I had no network following or anything like that. So we, I don't think we're prepared for the growth. And I'm, I will say I'm very, very blessed with the group that I have. I mean, we're a smaller group, 2,400 in my Facebook group, but they are some of the most loyal, fun, cool women that I have would have never had the opportunity to meet. And we're kind of like a family. We're all little friends and have jokes throughout the whole group. But yeah, I, I don't think we ever thought it was going to run into and turn into what we have, what I have now. Crazy. I mean, I also feel like what a great blessing for you to be able, I mean, you quit your job, what, like two or three months after transitioning into a full-time boutique. That was pretty fast. Honestly, when you called me and I was like, whoa, you already quit. Whoa. <laughs> it probably was not the smartest, but I also knew that 
you know, I could multitask with a direct sales company because they were doing a lot of the front end work, back end work for me. But I knew if I was going to do this by myself, I needed to devote more time to it and more of my own heart and soul because this is truly me. I mean, I'm picking everything. I'm taking all my pictures. I'm loading the website. I'm putting the description. It's all me. And so thank goodness that my husband is so supportive and amazing because I'm sure he's a banker. I'm sure he was ready to have a heart attack, Um, but he trusted and it's worked out amazing and such a blessing to be home with my kids. We would have never predicted what was going to happen with them being out of school, but I mean, it was such a blessing to be able to be home with them during that time. Was the transition for you hard? Because I hear from a lot of people that they're worried about leaving their direct selling company and starting their own thing because people won't follow them. There's a lot of, I think, worry about like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't feel aligned with this company anymore, but I don't want to lose my income. Talk me through like, was the transition super hard for you or was it actually like really easy and you would suggest it to other people? <laughs> you know, I think both. I think hindsight is twenty twenty, And now it was like, what was I worried about? Because the people in my group I had built relationships with, they came with me. And yes, there are customers that aren't shopping now that did shop previously and that's okay. I've also gained new customers because the styles are different. It's more me and that's okay too. But yes, it's terrifying to think of, you know, everything I've worked for in the three years, I'm going to just potentially flush it right down the drain. So it it is scary. I will say, you know, I had been connected with several women through the old um, direct sales company and made really good friends. And several of them had already left and done their own thing. And they were amazing to connect with. I had connected with you and went shopping at Magic before I really even made my decision fully because I just wanted to see what that was like that was huge. I will say it was smart on my part to find someone that could coach me and just be real with me. Like, that's ugly. Don't try that. And then another, you'd be like, that's so you. It was terrifying. But if you can get the right people in your corner, it's looking back now is it was, I wouldn't, I don't want to say easy, but it went as smoothly as it could. That shopping trip was honestly so fun. It was so fun. Because And you guys, I like, you know, hopefully when market starts again, I can do shopping trips again. But, you know, I offer this service here and there where you fill out a form first. So I kind of know your style. I do some research on you. We meet up and we just shop the floor. And generally, I think that that trip I had been out on the floor already. So I kind of like knew where things were. and, And it was so interesting to watch you just really hone in on your style and just Like, I remember being like, oh my gosh, you're like Jennifer Aniston style. Like, okay, now I know, like, I know exactly what to shop. Like, let's go to this vendor. Let's go to that vendor. But I don't think you totally recognize it yet because you had been selling other things. And so it was like this really big shift. And I remember just seeing it in your eyes, like in some of the booths where you're like, yeah, like, yeah, I would love to sell this. Like this, I would totally wear this. And then me being like, I think our running joke is like, please sell colors and prints because you love neutrals (laughs) and you love solids and, and slowly but surely you've done that and people are shopping with you. And it's been so fun for me to watch you 
grow and develop. And really, you have such a small audience, truly like 2,400 people, and you're doing like five figure months. Like you're such a good testament to that community. So let's talk about how did you grow that community? The question is always, how did you get more people into your Facebook group? What tips and tricks can you give people? The biggest tip that I can give is to be consistent and be yourself. So, I mean, I've, for the past four years, generally gone live Tuesdays and Thursdays. There are times where I have to switch up my days for hockey games or, you know, kids things or family things, whatever, but I generally don't cancel I will reschedule and I plan ahead. So my ladies know, hey, there's a hockey game Tuesday. We're going live on Monday. And I, I can maybe think of a couple of times where I flat out had to cancel for family emergencies or whatever. The other thing is I'm very authentic. <laughs> I mean, that's good and bad because <laughs> I can be a complete mess or ridiculous and goofy or say the stupidest things. My kids come up in my lives in their underwear. My oldest tried, they got him to try on a pink and white gingham checkered uh, flutter sleeve cardigan and they made him do a twirl. I mean, that's what you get with me. So I think that while my life may not be super relatable, they've found a way to relate with me, maybe how I tell my story or just that my life is, you know, can be a complete hot mess. And they're like, yeah, me too. So I've never been one to do a lot of add people to the group. You know, we've done a few things where we've done more of a warm invite and I'm working on growing right now as well, but it's been very, very gradual and organic. I think that's why it's successful too, to be honest. Like, I think you walk into that group knowing that every single person wants to be there and has made that choice to be there. I try really hard to connect with people. I mean, I've got super fast shipping and everything is cute and all of that stuff, which any other shop can do, but I really do try to connect with people. You know, if they've told me something about their family, I'll ask them about it, or that's important to me. Like, I just don't want to be the store that ships your stuff. I want to, you know, know your style and know that you bought this cardigan. So, hey, this top will go under it really cute, Emily, or, you know, with your blonde hair, this would look great. So that's another thing that I've tried really hard to do. Anybody that comments in my group, I respond back to them. I feel like if I've put a post out there and you comment, whether it's a towel folding post that I'm just looking to be silly, I feel like everybody deserves a response. I could not agree more. I mean, I remember someone in the like, coaching consulting space said, we forget that it does take a lot of courage to comment on social media. There's a lot of looky-loos, a lot of people watching but it does take an extra step to comment. And so when you comment back, that's you recognizing and reinforcing like, hey, I want you to be a part of this conversation. And I agree, like I really try very hard to comment back to every single person, even if it's just like, hi, and use their name. It's a lot for someone to show up for you. And so I think that's the other piece is like, people want to make social media out to be this really negative thing. And I just see it as being, this gorgeous place where I get to make friends from all over the world and hang out with them and be real and be honest. And 
And frankly, for you with four, four boys, you know, living in a house with five guys and you <laughs> like that's entertaining. I think for a lot of us who don't have that situation, you know? Yeah, I think the group likes to hear some of my crazy stories. I don't know if it makes them feel better or feel worse for me, or I, I don't know, but it's definitely entertaining around here. Where are you at now in your boutique business? Like what has this year looked like for you? Have you made a lot of changes? How do you feel like growth has happened this year? We talked a lot about your the transition and how is this year going? <laughs> You know, it's going well, growing, wanting to continue to grow. I think one of the biggest things, and you touched on it, was when we started shopping and I was like, I don't really know what my style is. Now I know. I mean, I know not only what I love, I know for the most part what will resonate with my group. But the biggest thing is, is I now 100% of the time bring in something that I would absolutely be happy to pop a tag on and wear, which I thought my, the other stuff was cute, but this is truly Kelly. So I think the personal growth has been pretty huge in being confident with that part of my business. You know, I have started to work with you on a more individual basis and you're making me look at things a lot different than I ever would. I'm not a huge number or spreadsheet person. So the fact that, you know, when we meet and we have our calls and there's a spreadsheet that keeps me on track with not only what my goal is for the month, but how to break that out into product assortment. I never looked at that before. And to see a dollar amount attached to tops or bottoms. And then even within that, what I should be looking at, that was mind blowing to me. The first time we met, I was like, okay, I probably should have known that, but I've never even thought about it. I was just buying what I thought was cool. So that's been a, a big thing for me and being more strategic and less fly by the seat of my pants. It's funny because recently I said to someone, when you start making five figures, you can't wing it anymore. <laughs> Winging it works because you're testing, you're trying, you're learning. Like, I think you can do that at the beginning of any, any business, truly. But when you start to make real, real money, you have to pay attention to where it's going and how you're spending it. It's been interesting even for you to watch kind of this test of doing some drop shipping. Like you came to me in March and you're like, hey, I have this wild idea. Like I'm thinking... I want to get, I want to do some drop shipping to provide some plus size things because I know I have plus size women in my boutique. And what did we do? We went into it and we were like, let's test it. Like, let's try it and let's track the numbers. And every month we looked at what was the percent of your sales with drop shipping and what was the percent of not drop shipping. And then you decided to drop it because <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> yeah. making you money. But yes. it was very clear because we did the math. And that's, I think, what you're talking about is doing the math and understanding that is, I mean, I could talk about that all day, but from your perspective to hear that, like, I should be doing it, but how would you know to do it mm -hmm. until you came to me? And I was like, hey, this is, this is your plan. This is where you've been. It does take some learning. It does. I mean, we all come into these businesses with our strengths and what I, I appreciate from your perspective is you validate those, you pat us on the back for those, but you quickly diagnosed where maybe my opportunity was. And we spend so much time 
there to, to help me learn in that area. And I think what you do really well around that too, is you bring in things that would be interesting into those pieces that I may not love to talk about. And I think the other thing you've done is validated that my gut is generally right, but doing the math substantiates it and might point you a different way. So that's been huge for me. My analytical husband would love me talking like this because I'm always like, isn't that so pretty? Or I love this fabric. Or this looks so cute with booties. Um, so he would love to hear that. Well, listen, the reason I love retail and boutiques and fashion is because it's the marriage of both sides. You said I was at market being like, Oh, I love this. Or like, Oh God, Kelly. Like, and I think some people get worried because I like insult vendors and I'm like, the vendors know these things are ugly. Come on. You know? Um, but it's that emotional side. And that's what you're talking about is like the emotional, the gut connection. And then also the, like, this is not a hobby. Like you quit your job and you need to support your family and your, your four kids that are going to college. And you know, that's a big thing for you. I think you also coming to the table and saying, I need to take this seriously and I'm not screwing around. Coming with that mindset is, was huge as well, because then you're coachable. Then, then I can work with you. Cause you're like, Oh man, you're right. Like we really do need to look at this. Cause a lot of us do get caught up in the, Oh, it's pretty or, Oh, it's trendy or, you know, and we get kind of distracted. Honestly, I think distraction is truly like where a lot of boutique owners live most of the day. Well, it's easy to be um, because there are so many different facets to what it is that we do. And I'm online, so I can hide and come up to my shop and just try to stay focused, but there are just so many different aspects and things going on. And, you know, one of the things we talked about too, was I needed to focus on being more proactive with my business, such as ads or focusing on things that maybe haven't sold through or even pre-orders. Those were things that were all falling by the wayside because I was so reactive. I have a live sale tonight. I need to take pictures. I need to do my website. And You've also helped with that and helped me mark off some pretty, like, I'm super excited because I did this for the first time things. And now they will just work into the regular part of my business because it wasn't so scary. And I can see the benefit of being more proactive in those areas. Well, and speaking of proactive too, I feel like you are one of the, not few people, but you're one of those people who I know has a schedule. You know, let's talk through that. I'd love for you to just kind of give people, if they're struggling with time management or having a schedule, you have four kids, like, and you manage to have a schedule. And yes, I know some days it gets a little, <laughs> you know, wild up in there, but you start the week with the intention, this is my schedule. Can you give that example just so people have like a touch point of what they could maybe start with? Yes. So I will say, I'll give you my schedule if my kids were in school because they're only going two full days right now. But I took a planner and I was like, okay, here is what I need to do on a weekly basis because I know I'm going to be live Tuesday. I know I'm going to be live Thursday. So Monday, I take care of moving all my money around. So ordering, um, paying myself, all of that kind of stuff. That's always right away Monday. If I haven't finished up ordering on Friday, I do that on Monday. Um, Monday will be a day where I try to take pictures 
of everything for the week so that I can be editing those and adding them to my website. Um, I'll do a little bit of shipping for orders that came through on Monday. And then just kind of like every little tiny tisky tasky thing that you need to mark off the list, I might sprinkle in later because I write everything down. I need to mark it off. It feels good, even if it's just little to mark it off. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'm just getting ready for my live all day. So if I haven't finished editing pictures, I'll edit those, add everything to Shopify, make sure that my live claiming sheet is all ready to go so that Tuesday and Thursday when I hit live, I'm just ready. Wednesday, Friday would be another packaging day based on my live sales. And then Friday, I would start adding to cart. If I don't submit an order um, Friday, then that's what I would do on Monday. The summer was a little bit different because we have a place at the lake. So I was doing a lot of that on Mondays from the lake with no kids, which was awesome. Um, and then Fridays, it would be ship as fast as I could get to the lake and then spend the rest of the day at the lake. So I've been fortunate to be able to modify that a little bit with some fun in the sun time with my kids at the lake this summer. We need fun in the sun. I mean, yes. we're working so hard. Like those moments where you get to have fun and just chill, you know, I think that's one of the biggest things too we talked about this summer was like, don't beat yourself up for having fun, especially in the summer, especially in like July and August when not that sales are slow, but everyone's kind of out. So mm -hmm. you can afford and, and allow yourself to sort of back off a little bit and still make money and still have things coming in. Just don't attach the, the negative feeling to it. Like, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I do appreciate that. You would think that being 40-something, I wouldn't have felt guilty for taking time off or not having as high a sales as I did in June or whatever. But when you said that, you were like, listen, this is your last summer with Blaze at home. This is your first summer with you being off with your kids. Enjoy it. And then in the same breath, you're like, but we're going to stack your fourth quarter. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm competitive. I can do that with myself. That spoke to me. Uh, and it, we are even talking about next year's strategy and we'll just build it that way so that I don't feel the pressure because I am so competitive that I can just roll into it and, and still work and still multitask and still work at the cabin, but still feel accomplished. And not that I'm just being a big sloth because I did feel like that a lot this summer until you were like, whoa, let's talk about that for a minute. I have been like working out this concept in my head this year of the idea of like a money faucet. You can turn the money faucet on and off as you wish. I just think sometimes for you, and I did this for myself in, in August, I just sort of like turn the money faucet to like a drip, or like a little steady thin stream, you know? And then I'll be like, all right, like I want to launch some new stuff. I want to go hard. I feel good. Like, let's turn the faucet. Like, let's go full blast on the faucet. <laughs> Let the money come in. For some reason, it's just like a really nice visual for me. And I'll just be like, no, let's turn the money faucet back on. Here we go. And that's what it is for you. It's just, it's not that it, the faucet ever stops dripping. It always has water coming out of it. It's very inefficient in that way from an ecological standpoint. But it's how, how much pressure does it have and how much do you want to turn it on or off? And listen, I think the reason you started this business was to be 
around with your kids. I mean, you have five-year-olds, like you want to be there when they're learning how to read and Mm -hmm. doing dancing in the kitchen and being wild. Like that's, that's what you left your corporate job for. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, analogies speak to me. So I love that. Let's keep talking about the faucet and, and turning it up and turning it down that I like that. It's, it's that like one. a weird visual for me. I don't know why. I used to you'd say it last year and then to this year I started saying it again because I've been the same way where it's like, there's some times where you're just like, oh my gosh, my business is growing and this is great and I don't want it to go away. But like, I just need to like breathe a little bit. I need a little downtime because to be honest, I feel like when I have downtime, I come back blazing, roaring. Oh my gosh, that's my competitive side. Like, okay, I'm rested. Now I can show up for this game and like score a million points. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, mentally just to take a break and, you know, I was still connecting with people in my group and posting and having fun, but the work of selling was a little bit different. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, game on. Kids are back in school, at least part-time. You know, we can't be at the lake anymore. I had some, a lot of fun in the summer, but my husband always says, work hard, play hard. So I played hard. Now it's time to work hard again. I feel like that sort of must be your family motto too. Cause I feel like I see that in your kids too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they don't let up ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So let's wrap up with, I would love for honestly, for you to speak to those people that are thinking about transitioning from a direct seller to having a boutique business. Cause this direct selling thing is not seeming to go away. I don't know when it will like run its course, but if someone's on the edge and they're like, I want to do it, I'm scared. What kind of good advice can you kind of get them to be like over the fence here? You know, I would say, don't be scared to try something new while your style may not be what you're representing right now. Your authenticity will always follow you and your followers will always follow that. So trust your instincts. I would also say, look at your reasons why. Why did you start with direct sales? Why are you thinking of leaving? Because if it's on your heart to give something that is 100% you, then absolutely be prepared for it to be a lot of work. Not that direct selling isn't because it is, but it's a lot of different kinds of work, but it's also so much more fulfilling. So be ready. The other thing I would say, and I said this a little bit earlier was surround yourself with people who can give you good advice, people that you trust, find resources like Emily that can shoot it to you 100% straight. Never once have I felt like you were telling me something that wasn't in my best interest. And I love that you do it with full honesty. So find, find Emily, you found her right now. Keep on with Emily. But if it's on your heart, it's there for a reason. So figure out why and follow it. That's good advice. Thanks for joining us. Such good tips, especially for the moms out there with the scheduling and just letting it rock and roll. You're just such a great example of like, I have kids and I just make it work and we just do it. Yes, we do. Thank you. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast 
so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more.